C, A, B, 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 C, Welcome everyone to Uppy and a Stash. I'm your host Uppy. With me is Stash. Stash, how are you doing tonight? It is warm and about to be October. You must live in California. That's all I must say for now. I won't complain too much. I mean, it was kind of weird to come home and hear my AC kick on after forever not needing it. It's been kind of nice. And I know after, I know after tomorrow it's going to dip back down again, but... Um, we've been pretty blessed this year that lately, um, at least up here, it's been cool enough to where you can just leave your windows open all day, every day, and let Mother Nature actually provide your heating and cooling. So I should have a yeah. nice electricity bill next month for a change. Yeah, I'm waiting to dip down maybe to four more degrees, and then I can I can successfully leave everything open, you know, for the yeah. for the day. Well, I think, do its thing, but I'm not sure about you, but we, before today, I think we had been in the high 70s. So no, we're still close to the 80s, 90s still. Yeah, no, we're we, good we, 80s, 90s right now. Yeah, we're still hitting the 50s and overnight lows, so it, it, it's been kind of nice. So wow, nice. Must man, that's that's really nice. Let's see over here right now. Currently, I'll give you our current temperature if my weather map is up to date here and of course uh 73 yeah i'm at 70 right now it was 93 yeah, yeah it was 96 today and it felt like 96 mm-hmm. yeah yeah really so well yeah that's our weather for everybody who wants to know what's like in california right now so what are you drinking tonight brother um I have a very special beer. Um, I picked this out because we did have a guest lined up tonight who is not with us. And this brewing company is kind of how we got in touch with this person. Um, So this is from our friends at Blaker Brewing. They did a collaboration beer with a a barbecuer, of all people. And this one's called the Beanie Kendrick. It's a milk stout. It's um, I'll just read what they have to say. I think it's a play off of their uh, vanilla bean. Um, this one is at seven percent alcohol, forty IBUs. Excuse me. Um, brewed with and for Beanie Kendrick at Kendrick Barbecue. We took his favorite beer of ours, vanilla bean milk stout, and made it bigger. We also added some rye malt with which beanie smoked over some cherry and pecan wood. We finished the beer with some vanilla beans and Brazilian coffee beans from Wander Roast, Wander mm. Modesto. So they kind of, yeah, took a, one of the regular beers, and I think they used a Traeger grill to, you know, s- smoke the malts, and it actually provides a nice little bit of depth to the beer and um i actually had mrs uppy try it 
And because before her opinion was, um, you know, um, it w- I don't know how you'd put it, but like the vanilla bean has good taste, but um, I think we discussed during beer week that it's kind of like your starter stout. It's what you would give someone oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stout is. Um, so, so she, yeah, she did not scoff at this one because I think the addition of smoking the malts added that extra depth of flavor that it lacked before. So yeah, um, my only complaint is they did not allow me to buy it in single cans. You had to buy a four pack. <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> there you are. Buying four of them, but four pack, yeah, four later. So and this is number two. So <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I'm doing yeah. In honor of the guest who is not here. Yeah. Well, uh, just a little word on the Traeger. Uh, what's really cool about the Traeger when they when they're going to smoke those uh, any vegetables or anything that you put on there. Um, I'm 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 wondering which style that which generation he's using and i'm hoping he, he used a newer generation because they're getting a lot better on uh, their smoking techniques uh, but it's one of the it's it's one of the i would say oldest but newest style of smoking in the sense of they you know adding a a fan and an auger that feeds the wood pellets into a hot plate there and you know catches fire and it gives that great wood smoky flavor that you get mm-hmm. um i'm did it say how they smoked it what what woods they used to smoke it with or did you just, just use it on the traeger let's use it on the traeger i think i mean yeah. if, if well, you want to go to the facebook page you can dig down a little ways and they posted it oh, yeah back when they started yeah. making it <clears throat> yeah but i think they just threw the bag of malts in there and Close the lid and just let it do its thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them do its thing. So it's really cool. You, it's it's like the Traegers are like the easy bake oven of smoking. It's really a set it and forget it type of thing. They just put it in there, let that at a certain temperature, and knew that it was going to stay. They're they're probably using a newer one because the older the Gen ones are plus or minus fifteen degrees. Mm. These newer ones are like plus or minus five degrees, which is what which if you are um, an admin on really on smoking. A plus or minus five is a really big deal. Uh, yeah. Keeping it as, you know, if you're doing your ribs and your uh, tri-tips and whatnot. Uh, but it's really hard uh, to mess anything up on the Traeger. I just did a whole chicken on mm. the Traeger along with some um, sweet potatoes, some yams. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it came up. It came up really, 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 really good. Um, yeah. Even if you don't even season the chicken, just the wood smoke alone adds that depth of flavor that you just yeah. um, would get. It's really, it's really cool. It's really cool. So if you get a Traeger, everybody, um, do a whole chicken. Yeah. It's fucking delicious. Wow. You'll have chicken for a days. Oh, if you, if you want to save some money, you can just get like a little $150 electric smoker. If you're just going to be doing chicken, save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, save yourself. I yeah, I save yourself eight hundred dollars because that's how much they cost. Why would you spend that much money just to get to cheat with your cooking? That's all it is. Is cheating. You know, I mean, you, it, you it, can specifically choose what temperature you want, like instead of actually having to trial to and work error. for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Call me um, a purist if you want. I don't even like people who have gas grills. I think that's terrible. Too. It's it, it's uh, it's <laughs> I, because it's the easy bake. It's the fact that that you just pour the pellets into into the hopper you know set your temperature and and then you're done you know like you can reverse sear and do all kinds of other things on there 
Um, and it's just easy because the computer basically does it for you. It's going to keep feeding every, you know, until the hot, keep feeding to the hot plate. That's really what you're paying for. You're paying for ease of use. Yeah. Is what you're paying for, you know. And I agree with you. And I agree with you. Like, if you're gonna smoke, do it, do it the do it the original way, and like have to feed the logs in, or you know, feed your wood chips in, and you know, really watch your temperature and figure it out that way. Because that actually that becomes an art. That becomes a a a, your science. You know, your love of passion of cooking comes down to that, and your family loves you better for it because. They go, we've endured a year of your shitty ass smoking. <laughs> and I'm glad in that one year you figured out the exact way to get this chicken to taste the way we'd like for it to be. So, yeah, I mean, and if everyone doesn't like my shitty attitude about it, you're more than welcome to spend that kind of money on me. And I will gladly do my best to change my attitude. But. I don't have the yeah, money for such things. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buy me a trigger. Yeah, change my mind. Buy me a trigger. Yeah. You know, send so, it to me. I'll be, I'll be just as happy. All right. So, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, I have two things I'm going for today. Uh, this is a big shout out to uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, our uh, podcasting brothers uh, knows the founder, Solid Gold Premium Logger. Out of um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, this is the first time I've seen it down here in our area in Southern California. It's really good. It's really smooth. Uh, my type of lager, um, it uh, has a little bit of a sweetness towards the end of it there. It's uh, supposedly made with the finest hops and malts. That's what it says on the bottle, on the, on the beer can. 4.4, a little bit low on my ABV. Uh, about 20 IBUs for you IBU fans. Uh, since 1997, they've got one in Detroit and one in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. You Michiganians, thanks so much. It's not a bad beer. I picked it up as a, as a steal at their local Stater Brothers down here. Uh, it was two for five, um, and they were down to their last three cans. <laughs> and I think it was three bucks if you bought it on its own, but it had a dented can, so I got it for two fifty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let me see if I can show you. Can you see? Right. Can you see? Yeah. The <laughs> you know, I talked my way. I haggled my way out of that, and uh, you know, it was a good steal. Um, they're probably never bringing it back because I bought the last three. Yeah, it's fucking good. But I also have shout out to you, Longunitas. I have your IPA, your India Pale Ale. Uh, I'll be doing that tonight as well um, to add to our. You know, mayhem and destruction that we will be unleashing tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not sure about that. <laughs> well, since we're I like here, people to think that we're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> since we're here, let's uh, let's start with the boring part. Um, I don't think our fans, I don't think our right my damn train. Um, I don't think our fans care too much for the UAW strike episode. <laughs> we didn't get as many listens as we normally would. So maybe that's too boring with subject form, but he did have an update. So let's, let's not, yes. let's get that one out of the way. So what was the update on okay. the UAW strike? Okay. I'm sorry fans, but I want the UAW brothers to know that, you know, we're talking about them. I think that will push our episode out to them next time. Uh, but there wasn't, there, there is an update that I did want to talk about. Uh, I do see on Twitter that there are quite a few, um, you know, 
UAW uh, AFL CIO uh, posts that we stand with UAW and everything that they work for. So just in a nutshell, just a quick background, they're fighting about healthcare. They're fighting about permit temps, uh, what they call permit temps, permanent tempers, temporaries that they hire, which makes up, I believe about, and correct me if I'm wrong, UAW, about 15% of their workforce. Uh, and um, what ends up happening with these permit temps and 15% may not seem like a lot, but when you come out of a small town um, or just a town, um, their size, 15% is actually a lot. Because uh, that can be your neighbor, uh, it could be a you know a, a parent of a kid that you're you know that they, they go to school with or whatever. And so what they do is they pay these guys below rate, okay, below market rate, and um, they leave them there. They don't get any benefits. They don't get any sick days. They don't get any holidays. They don't get any vacations. They got to work straight, um, um, you know. And so they want a path for them to move up out of that out of that permit temp into a permanent position into the union so that they have those benefits okay mm-hmm. and so that's that's some of the things the big things that they're fighting for so the last update is that uh i was reading an article uh, by a very socialist magazine called jacobin and jacobin mag and one of the things that was uh their biggest one of their biggest complaints in the in the article was that um this kind of like came out of nowhere, right? This was like a thing of like, um, so like, let me read you a quick um, excerpt of the article that they put out. So it says, not a button was distributed in the plants. There was no survey of the membership, no rank and file contract action teams, no bargaining bulletins to keep members in the loop, no practice picketing, no turn down for overtime, no outreach to the public, no open bargaining, None of the tactics that have become common in many unions. Well, you you know, and that's one thing we talked about last week was, you know, in a larger union, even one as their own, that is something, everything Stash just read is something that should have been done on the process leading up to strike. Because just to recap what was said before is you just can't go zero to strike. Um, no. you have to no, build I mean, the, 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 the reason why you hand out buttons or flyers or do a temporary sick out or whatever is, is to build the support. Cause I mean, when you get to a strike, you need everyone to buy in to what you're doing. And if you go straight to strike, you're going to have less buy-in because some people just want to jump to work and do their job. They don't know that yeah. there's a reason to be angry. And there are people who also don't like to rock the boat. So you have, I mean, you do those things to get the buy-in from everybody or as many people as you can. That way, when you do get to that point, um, it can be as effective as possible. And so it's very upsetting to hear, you know, especially when we have such a huge anti-union climate in our country right now, to hear that such a big, prominent union skips so many steps is just terrible leadership. Yeah, but this this from what I read when I what I read is that this is a known thing for UAW mm. is that they play their 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 cards close to their chest, you know, and nobody knows anything. And so and and I think this is a culture thing that's been going on with them and I don't know, it's kind of sad if if it's if this article is is true and what they're saying, it's sad because 
mm-hmm. like you've said, it goes against everything that we've been trained to do. Mm-hmm. Everything we've been trained to do to build solidarity. But remember, the UA, you know, the auto workers is one of the oldest unions in the United States is the sure. auto workers, right? And you got iron workers and, the, you know, the elevators, uh, technicians and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. But man, like, what the, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> you know, we're not going to, we're not, you know, like, especially when you think of it this way, if, you, if you're trying to win the war, and this is truly a war um, on the scale of being able to live your life, okay, without going into debt, mm-hmm. this is a war. Yeah. And if they're not fighting this properly, then what are you doing? You know, like, then get out of the way so that this thing can happen because profits are soaring for them. Okay. Right. They're trying to they're trying to cut costs and you know cut supposed fat so that they can pad their profits even further. Every three months they gotta give up a report and say how much money they're making. Okay. Right. And they're always trying to make more money. They're making a lot of money and they have not gone back to any mm-hmm. of the promises that they made to say, hey, we're gonna go back to these healthcare costs that you know you you guys taken on. Let's mm-hmm. go back and, and give you guys some pensions. Let's go back and move some of these guys to permanents, right? Let's go back and give you guys some wage increases. None of that. And this is what the fight is about. But if you're not gonna put that shit out, to get out of the fucking way, man. Right. You know, let 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 these young savvy guys and young women and you know, get in there and do this stuff or mm-hmm. whatever your pronouns are. Let, let, us, let them get in there and then let's win this fight already. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my rant. It's it's the it's it's this um, founders solid gold coming out of Michigan, getting my UAW bones going. <laughs> okay so enough about that one you know what um uaw we're reaching out to you i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna push that uh i'm gonna push that our last episode on the uaw's uh, twitter feed and then we'll see i think we'll get more listens out of it even out of this one and and so so since we're gonna do that i, I this is my message uaw uh or any of the membership or whoever's their their media person come on our show on our podcast and um Tell us the truth. What's going on on the on 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 the ground down there? What do union members around around the country, especially in California, uh, the California School Employees Association is one of the largest uh, employ uh, unions in in California alone, right? It's the the largest school employee associations in the United States. What the hell? You 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 need you need our solidarity. Come on our show and tell us what is going on, and and if this article is true. And how to combat that because this is not good. That's my message. What do we talk about next? Take a quick break and then we'll get into maybe some impeachment talk. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the break. I um, hope you enjoyed what Stash put out there for you because he is editing this one, giving me a week off. Um, so, Stash, what do we have lined up for the second half of our fun and exciting, unexpected show for tonight? Well, let's talk impeachment. Dun, 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 dun. 
I don't know. I feel like we're so like in this weird impeachment phase. Like, are we impeachment? Are we on an inquiry in impeachment? What does this mean? Right. And so the New York Times has put out a little bit of a uh, chart here mm-hmm. that how the impeachment process could play out. Okay. Could you, pin, so, not to interrupt you, but I'm going to, mm-hmm. could you possibly link this article to the show notes? Yes. Let me copy and paste this right now. Perfect. And I'm actually going to just go ahead and yep. put this on a quick desktop here. Hold on a second. That way our listeners know exactly what you're talking about and they're fact checking you and making sure we're not BSing them. They can fact check me all they want. I speak the truth, people. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll tell you. But you better fact check me to tell me I'm wrong. I won't believe you if you just pop up and say, you're wrong. You freaking MAGA people. Don't be a typical conservative here. Do your work. Yeah. Yeah. And don't and don't and don't think like we hate all conservative people. I have conservative friends. I have quite a bit of conservative friends. They know that I don't put up with bullshit Mm -hmm. as much as they don't bullshit so yeah you know yeah just know that guys just just don't think that we're we hate people and i pick off maga guys in red hats uh rocking across my my uh, lawn you know as a the gun the gun hating liberal that i am right anyways there are <laughs> right yeah i'm a libertard that doesn't know how to use a gun all right yeah welcome to, come to my house Anyways, all right, we're getting into the wrong subject. How the impeachment process could play out. According to the New York Times.com, they put out an article. It says that six House committees are expected to continue investigating President Trump on impeachable offenses to suggest their stronger cases to the Judiciary Committee. Excuse me, Judiciary Committee. So there are two branches. One, the first branch is that the findings are determined to be insufficient evidence of wrongdoing. He remains in office, right? The second branch is that. The findings are determined to be sufficient. The House then holds a floor vote on one more, one or more articles of impeachment. Okay, so right now, Dem- the Democrats currently control the House. Mm-hmm. From there, two more branches bo- I'll go down. Your first avenue is that less than the majority of the House votes to impeach, which Trump remains in office. Mm-hmm. Or the second branch is the majority of the House members vote to impeach which means Trump is impeached. But this moves to the Senate. The articles of impeachment move to the Senate, which then holds a trial. Okay. Mm-hmm. After the trial, the Senate holds a vote to convict the president. Republicans currently control the Senate. We move down to the next step. Two-thirds of the members present not to vote, um, uh, present not to, uh, a not vote to convict, which Trump remains in office, or... Two-thirds of the members present vote to convict, which removes him from office, which means you need two-thirds of the Republican Party to currently remove the president of the United States from the highest office. However, if it gets dicey and it gets to the Senate and it doesn't look good, he may resign just like Nixon did. That is also a possibility as well. I don't see... Um, in that last part of it, I, I, I could never see Trump doing that. Um, I, I still 
Um, my own libtard opinion is um, the only way he's getting out of office is either it's <laughs> he's termed out or we vote him out in 2020. And it, yeah. they go through with, I, I, back when the Mueller report came out, I believe that it was necessary to start impeachment hearings for the simple fact of if you don't, then you're basically saying the president is above the law. Yes, I understand Mitch McConnell and the GOP run the Senate, so he would never be removed from office anyways. No president has ever been removed from office. Andrew Jackson was impeached. He wasn't removed, but that came down to one vote, I believe. And uh, Bill Clinton was impeached, but not removed from office. So Trump wouldn't be any different. But there are rules, and regardless of the outcome, you still play by them. So Yeah. Yeah, I think Nancy Pelosi and a lot of the House Democrats have been scared to do what's necessary because they're probably afraid of their own reelections and et cetera, et cetera. But if you don't, you're basically saying we have no power and you have power. Just you should use it for the good of the people, not so much keep yourself in office. There's, yeah, there's my piece. You you've raised. A really interesting point because you went straight to the heart of it was like, um, if there's wrongdoing, you need to do it, right? It just needs to happen. Yeah. There's none of this like, well, you know, um, we need more evidence or, well, we don't want to generate, we don't want to um, give their base a way of coming together and, uh, you know, voting us out and let's just play it safe and, um, let's kind of waffle for a little bit, and let's let's look at everything first because we got to look at everything. We can't just just say we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. The fucking Republicans have have just went straight for the jugular for as long as I've been following politics for the last uh, at least fifteen years mm-hmm. straight, or maybe even twenty. Yeah, about twenty years, maybe even since I was sixteen. I was I, I've been watching politics. I've watched them go straight for the jugular and lose and still go straight for the jugular, mm-hmm. right? They fucking care. They went for it because they felt that it was the right thing to do. And the Democrats have come out weak and going, well, let's have all the evidence. Let's do it this way. And it's like, no, man, go straight for the freaking net. Just go for the jugular. Let's do it, Right. The 30% of people that are going to vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump. We don't need the moral hazard of this. Like, we don't want to energize anybody. No, they're there. I'm sorry to tell you, but they're there. They're going to be there. They're going to vote for them. They don't care what you say or think. There are no on-the-fence voters about, oh, God, I don't want to vote for Trump but because you made me do it now because you were trying to impeach him. And It's like, no, no, that, that doesn't exist. Correct. If you're trying to win people over on your side and you're a Democrat and they're Republicans, it's not going to work. It doesn't exist. I think there's such a small margin of them that it's not going to make up that much of an effort. And here's two reasons why. First reason is that the farmers are 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 going to be on their last string and they're starting to notice that this guy's a fucking fraud mm. about what he said he was going to do as far as tariffs goes. And then here we are dropping a billion dollars or more into propping up the farm industry 
because we got ourselves into a tariff war with China, mm-hmm. right? And so, and so it's artif- artificially in a, a, a propped up area of the economy that requires, imagine when the government decides to say, okay, we're not going to pay anymore. We can't keep doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where's this money coming from, first of all, right? Let's, let's do that argument of how do we pay for this? Right. Right. So that's one thing. Okay. The second thing is, is people are fed up with this annulments and like he goes off to go golfing and uh, they're, they're having all of these great swanky um, meetings at all his hotels and, and he's getting rich off of it. He didn't, there's no blind trust. There's no blind trust in it. His, his sons own the part of the business, which he probably did not give up. He's making millions upon millions of dollars off of his, in, you know, his hotels. Yeah. Wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then he has his sons and daughters as his, as his old business partners. It's like, dude, there's like tons of crimes already, like they're being shown that this guy needs to be impeached. And then now it gets to Ukraine, right? They're like, Oh, well no, now we have to do something because they involved, they by Joe Biden. And you're like, dude, reality winner, reality winner went to jail is currently in jail because she knew that if she blew the whistle as a whistleblower along the proper channels, the way she did mm-hmm. about how the Russians were, um, were, were, uh, hacking into our systems, mm-hmm. election systems, it never would have gotten into the news. People would never knew, knew about it. So she leaked it to the, to the intercept. Mm-hmm. Right. So when people go, oh, there's no, there's no real evidence that that the Russians did anything, right? The the Russians didn't do anything to affect the outcome. Well, if that's the case, then why is Reality Winner in jail, right, for five years, mm-hmm. right, or more? And so, reality, everybody has to check that out. Follow Reality Winner's mom on, on Twitter, and follow her case, and write to her, and find out what she, why she did it, and she'll tell you why because she felt that. This was not going to be passed up the chain the proper way that it was going to be pushed under the rug. And when she pushed it out onto onto on the intercept, so much so much to the point that even Trump made a comment on Twitter about it. So you knew it hurt him. Anytime anytime Trump makes a comment about anything, you gotta remember it hurts him. Sure. He feels it. It's like a sting. It's like ugh. Well, I love how it it seemingly is like the Ukraine thing was like the least egregious thing of all the things he's done to this point, but that's finally right. locking up kids in cages. You know? right. it, it, that's what it took to get Pelosi to finally be like, okay, let's do it. Um, <laughs> but you know, if he didn't get it at the point, I think within the last week, he said, my crimes can't be investigated while I'm president. He just basically said my crimes. He admitted that he commits crimes. <laughs> like, what yeah. else do you need? Like, not even going back to the whole point where he's, um, he, he's abusing the emulets clause, where he's making money mm-hmm. off the presidency. And and I fully believe, if you really want to get into conspiracies, I'm pretty sure he only ran on the basis of the fact that he had no more avenues to make money. I think mean, he's that terrible of a businessman that he ran out of banks to loan him money. And everything's failing, and the best way for him to make money is to get in office and control the narrative. Yeah. Well, also remember this. Guys like him don't – 
ever really have to be held to any standard, right? They just do what they do. And mm -hmm. then if things don't work out, oh, well, right? The right. Manhattan District Attorney's Office has requested that the subpoena for his tax returns be dismissed. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office, okay? Your public, your, your, your supposed, your supposed public defender of law, right? Your, your guy that's going to enforce the law and make people, you know, pay for their crimes and show these things has asked for dismissal. That says everything right there. Mm -hmm. Everything. He knows he can just do what he wants. That's why I think he just, that's why he, I don't even think, that's why he says what he said. You know, hey, I my crimes can't be, right? Because it was a suggestion under the Department of Justice. This is not law. This was a suggestion. It was like a mem an MOU. It was like, hey, well, you know, it's not law, but we shouldn't, um, in, um, indict a sitting president because it it sort of hurts our standing. It it throws everything in a disarray. But then you have a king. Mm -hmm. If you can indict a sitting president, then we have a king. Right. But but here's the thing, though. I think I think okay. Here's here's a little food for thought. If President Trump had had sucked the dick of the Ukrainian president, he'd be impeached. Republicans would be in outrage. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. I just kind of feel that way. You know, no, Any, no. Anytime, anytime, anytime there's a blowjob, no. anytime anybody gets a blowjob, somebody has to be impeached. No, I will tell you why they wouldn't. Because when it was Bill Clinton why? and his extramarital affairs, there was a big deal. The same people, when it came to Trump and his extramarital affairs, said it's between Trump, his family, and God. It don't matter because it's Trump and he's a Republican. Literally, they've all turned into hypocrites because he's in power. I mean, just look yeah, at the flip-flopping Lindsey Graham has done. When they were all running to yeah. be the GOP nominee, he, he hit the nail on the head every time. He said, hey, he's xenophobic. He's homophobic. He's this, 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 and this. Then as soon as Trump is the president, Lindsey Graham is like, Everything's I've okay. never heard him say anything racist before in my life. Yeah, like there's so many or, you know, telling us the truth. Like, <laughs> yeah, or or they say, or they say, well, I, I don't, I really don't know what what's in the man's heart. You're like, dude, how much more do you need to see? Like, <laughs> you want to know what's in his heart? He can't his mouth. <laughs> I mean, so, it could be president <laughs> sick. You never know, but. Yeah. The, the guy the guy is largely the guy is locking up kids in a cage separating families right as a part of 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 their of their uh, process of saying we don't want you to come here so we're going to deter you as much this is a determined thing right people think that god this guy's guys are heartless how can he do this it's a determined like he didn't just think of these things himself he has surrounded himself around people who've had these ideas and going listen I know how to make people not want to come here. We're going to be the most vile and cruel people in the world. We're going to separate our, we're going to separate their families. We're going to lock them up. We're going to make their time the most worst as possible because Mitt Romney during the during the last presidential election um, when he ran against Obama talked about the same thing to make their life as miserable as possible so they don't come here. 
So this is not nothing new. He's just actually doing it now. All right. He's doing what the Republican Party wanted to do, which brings me back to the point. Do you remember when um, Obama won and uh, the Republicans started having this thing about how the Hispanic vote pushed it over um, back in 2000 and the second time he won? It was the second time he won. Um, the the Republicans couldn't push pack put push past a certain vote with with whites, right? And then they relied on people of color like Latinos and whatnot. They were like, "Well, we need to have like this strategy of like how we're gonna incorpor- how we're gonna like make a bigger tent." Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? And they were talking I, I, about. I just didn't yeah, well, all as closely back then. Um... Okay, so this was my prime of my college years, okay? And so we had to write about this a lot. And so when when he won, right, when Obama won, there was this big old push on, on social media and the Republican Party about making a bigger 10 and including more Latinos mm-hmm. and Hispanics and getting the Spanish speaking community because they knew that they were Hispan they were they were um conservative at heart, they felt, but how do we get them in and we shouldn't we shouldn't shun them out, right? And and um, there was this push. Even Sean Hannity was on t on 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 his show was like, like we need to reexamine where we're at. You know, we need to we need to figure out how to get make ourselves a bigger tent. Sean Hannity of all people. <laughs> and what do you get? Not even a year later, an anti-immigrant push to the hardcore to the umpteenth degree to where Eric Cantor gets voted out of his out of his um, um congressional seat wow which if you knew where Cantor was at the time he was a very top republican right a lot of power uh he was in a strong position um a guy that you probably would not have thought had to lose his seat but he lost the seat on an anti-immigrant campaign hmm. the guy that ran against him ran an anti-immigrant campaign he didn't run that campaign over a cancer site, it was totally different for him. He was about let's push for these issues and whatnot. That's how he won. That's how the guy that is sitting in air cancer seat right now won. And that was the basis from then on about how we're going to win this. Hmm. They have not gone back and talked about that. Suddenly they got like a loss, like their memory loss, you know, they got dementia. So, of course. Yeah. So what happens? Well, you know, and um, there's a study out there that has shown that the more fearful you are, the more likely you are to vote conservative. And I think a lot of this plays into the fact of, you know, that's why you keep hearing how the Mexicans are bad people, they're rapists and drug dealers and murderers. Because people are just going to go along with what President Trump says. So they keep them fearful. And because fearful people vote conservative i I don't (laughs) they say there's a study out there i I don't know where it is but um please take my word for it (laughs) but with that said i I just don't get how stephen miller has so much sway and pull in our white house because a lot of these anti-immigration stuff I, i think primarily stems from him and he's younger than us i i just don't know how he has so much uh, command. I don't know either. I don't know either. I, 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 
I think because it sounds good or he just tries really hard and um, it, it's, it sounds good to the president's ears. Can you remember the president's a business, uh, not a business guy. He's a, he's a TV guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, like how do we, how do we make this sound a certain way? And he's like, well, if we talk this way and we come out and say, well, the president on decree is going to say that this president has done this and we're going to do it though. And that's what he wants. That's it. Other than that, how does a 30 something year old guy just all of a sudden finds himself in this position, right? Without working up yeah. that or his family's connected too. I think his family's connected. So that that's what I think. I don't know. It's, it's really hard to, <laughs> I don't know. That guy, that guy, if, I hope I don't ever see that guy on a dance floor somewhere. Because I'd, I'd, I'd bump into him on accident. <laughs> he probably wouldn't do anything about it. He's too- no, he's, he's scared. He's a, I wouldn't say it on, fuck, it's our podcast. He's a pussy. Um, He'd probably back down like yeah. a submissive little bitch like Shapiro. Or- yeah, he really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shapiro. I'd kick his ass. Come on, Shapiro. <laughs> Let's do it. See these guns, Shapiro. See these guns. Come on. Let's do it. I got you, Shapiro. You and your fucking violin playing ass. Come on. Right. <laughs> I, I play the guitar. Bring it. Bring it. Well, with that said, we're closing down this show for tonight. Stash, do you have any parting words, sir? Ben Shapiro, if you're fucking listening to this, which you're not, because you're sitting in your million-dollar fucking mansion, I want you to know, you and I, wrestling in a pool of ranch dressing, I'd kick your ass. You have no no chance. Old-school style. I got you. Yeah. Uh... Nominated for one of the weirdest things ever said on the show. <laughs> Winner goes. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's the it's the it's the Longanitas IPA. Yeah, um, I got nothing. Um, uh, hopefully, maybe next week or sometime soon, we can actually get our guest on to talk about his event because we've been pretty excited about it. Um, but in the meantime, don't forget to tune in on Sunday for our weekly NFL show. And until then, we wish you good afternoon, good evening, and good night. When we were younger, we thought everyone was on our side. Then we grew a little and romanticized the time I saw flowers in your hair. It takes a boy to live, takes a man to pretend he was there. So then we grew a little and knew a lot. And now we demonstrated it to the cops And all the things we said We were self-assured Cause it's a long road to wisdom But it's a short one to being ignored Be in my eyes Be in my heart Be in my eyes